You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeninginkingston.com. It's a semi-regular episode of the Screening in Kingston podcast because Taylor's here for the full episode. Hi, Taylor. Hi, Mike. Fingers crossed, eh? <laughs> That's, yeah, I might have jinxed op- it. Yeah, you're very optimistic <laughs> announcing that at the top of the hour, but we'll see. Hopefully, <laughs> fingers crossed. And well, no, Mike, I-, <laughs> I was going to say, um, I don't know what it's like where you are, but in Kingston, we have like a really weird snowstorm right now with thunder and lightning. So... Um, hopefully the internet doesn't cut out, cut out. Yeah, I had to Google it. Um, and apparently the internet says that it's a very rare weather occurrence. It's I've rare never heard of that. to have thunder and lightning yeah. during the storm. Um, where I am, it's just snowing. Like, it's just a snowstorm. Um, but there's no, like, thunder lightning. It's just, like, a blizzard. And, like, a, like the thunder shook our house. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So maybe that's coming my way. <laughs> um. Yeah, because you're a little bit <laughs> further on. Um. So health wise, yes, I think I can commit to an hour. But weather wise, <laughs> we will see. Um. Yeah. Craziness. Yeah. Well, everything happens to during a podcast anyway, regardless of me jinxing it. Because I last one of the past couple of days when I've been doing many many recordings. Um, my cat got her paw stuck in a chair that's near Aww. where I was and was making like just the most panicked noises. So I had to stop, go rescue her, and then like obviously edit that out and put that in the podcast. So anything can happen because well, we lived in the real world. And, and our listeners know this. Our show is known for errors and mistakes and happenings. Yeah. So let's just... And, Fingers crossed. <laughs> and I have I haven't seen my cat since because she blames me for the whole ordeal. Of course, you brought the chair <laughs> into the apartment. Yeah, and... that's true. Yeah, <laughs> you let her climb on it, and <laughs> yeah, you could have stopped Aww, this. Is basically baby. What yeah, absolute, absolute baby. So she's been under my bed ever since, uh, just living her life there. So uh, she's right. fine. She'll she's it. being. She'll get over yeah, it. She's being dramatic um so yeah you never know what happens i guess i could have jinxed it but we do have a lot to talk about so hopefully we last the hour because we've got a lot to go through i don't think the oscars realized we were in the middle of a movie club because they dropped their nominations at the at the worst time because uh, we've also got our movie club that's wrapping up so honestly i don't even know when these episodes are airing like i think i'll probably put this one out this coming week that so it's fresh with the Oscars and just push our movie club back one week or I might just go with the movie club and and you know push this by week I don't know yet but we're going to talk about the Oscars that's the point whatever um, whatever the mood strikes you Mike however yeah, yeah whatever you're you feeling. never know <laughs> it's gonna on I when I was walking home I kept thinking like what episode are we recording tonight like I don't even know in my head like where we are because I've just been doing so many recordings of the show with people, with you here and there. And then I map it out kind of as I go. I completely lost track of what we were talking about. Now today. you have so, too much content. 
Yeah, it's a problem <laughs> because I could take a week off here and there because yeah, nice. <laughs> the content's all over the place. So we're going to talk about the Oscars. Um, we're also going to review a couple movies. Taylor, you saw The Menu, um, which is really cool, and I'm really interested to hear your thoughts. And I somehow, after a long, hard battle of trying to find it, I watched Weird the weird yeah, Al Yankovic. Oh, movie. at first I was like, what? And then <laughs> weird <Incredible>. Al. <laughs> weird yeah, Al, because yes. it's like, it's a, like a Roku movie. Roku channel, which you have to have a Roku TV to get, which is like, you have to buy the TV, like the Roku channel that's online. You can't Don't tell me you bought a TV. No, I didn't buy a Roku TV. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I ended up being able to rent it. Oh, okay. Like I was able to actually physically rent it. Like I Got was it. able to do that. So uh, as opposed to, no, I didn't, I didn't buy a Roku TV. That was the end of the story. <laughs> I bought a Roku television. Just Is that like, movie. was that part of the bit that they chose the weirdest platform to release the movie? I would not put it past them. Just considering what this movie was, I a hundred percent would believe it. That that's what they did. Like, we're going to choose the know, weirdest platform we can think of. I don't know anyone. Again, it's, I guess it's different in America because they have so much more stuff than we have. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't know anyone who has a Ro- who has a Roku subscription. Although you're making it, you can't get the Roku subscription in Canada. From what I can, what I, what I could find, you couldn't get a Roku subscription in Canada. You can buy the TV, like the box package. You can buy that in Canada, but you can't, like, subscribe like you with crave you can't just subscribe and like stream it you can't do that no okay that to me is the, is the worst business model to release a movie yeah no i mean it's, <laughs> it's not great who's but like watch, their audience is gonna watch your movie <laughs> i think their core audience is in the u.s who have access to all of that so they're assuming that they're, i don't know how much they care like i don't know how international weird al is though i guess his the thing is that i didn't know and this movie taught me if if you can believe it, but then I I looked it up and it is true. He his some of his songs became more popular than the original versions he was paired. I believe it. <laughs> so it's, it's possible that he's people it really is, like yeah. him, Mike. Oh, I hey I I believe it. I've never been a huge Weird Al fan. I've never really cared, but I could like after watching this and how hilarious it is. I'm slightly more a a Weird Al fan, and I I believe it. Like people. People would go to concerts. Like, he would have real concerts, which I didn't realize. I thought he'd just, like, oh, release CDs, whatever. He would do a concert yeah. of all this music he was parodying. Like, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, there you go. Uh, our first uh, <laughs> awkward silence in two years. Uh, <laughs> keeping that in there. <laughs> I don't know what happened there, Taylor. I thought you were going to say something. I thought you were going to say something. Well, we're out of practice, go. Mike. We're out of practice. Yeah. We're out of practice. yeah. <laughs> out of practice. Anyway, moving on. We'll get on. back there. We'll get uh, back there. We, we will. Uh, we do have some fan questions. So let's, cool. let's get to those. Uh, first comes from Josh the Inquisitor. Oh, hey. Nice to hear from you again, Taylor. Hope all, is, hope all is well for you and your family. Taylor, have you been able to watch movies while you've been off with your family? I know you've been watching a few things, but have you been able to watch a lot of new stuff? That's from Josh. Well, one thing new this week, because the menu just came out not too long ago. Yeah, like define new. New to me. Yeah. <laughs> new to me. Uh, I would say new, like in the, in the past couple of months. Yeah, like I've been, been trying to, like the pale blue eye was new, yeah. um, and I did, 
I reviewed that Christmas movie with Lindsay Lohan. And I did watch um, Knives Out Glass Onion. Oh, you did? Okay. Uh, yeah, I watched that. I think Katie gave it a stream it, eh? She did, yes. That's not right. Yeah, it was a stream it for me, too. This is like a weird critique. And I might be totally off and maybe no one agrees with me. But I thought that, Mike, have you seen Have you seen it yet? I have. Yes, I yeah, have. Okay. So I felt like it was too big, even though it's like contained, like the cast is pretty contained. The fact that it like took place on an island and like the the guy who is Elon Musk but isn't Elon Musk, I thought it was like too <laughs> big of a story, if right, that right. makes sense. You wanted Whereas, something like, more like the first one, which was Yeah, it was a family. Story. It was a family in a house. And this was like an international plot on an island. So like I was like, oh, it 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 lost some of its charm, I think. That's that would be my ultimate review. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I'll keep watching them because he's gonna make more. But course, compared yeah, to the first one, like I just didn't think it was as charming as the first yes, one. Yes, I agree. I don't think it was char- as charming as the first one. I still thought it was pretty cleverly written. I, I still kind of enjoyed the mystery and certainly the, the performances. And I the cast was great. Yeah, like solid. the yeah. that was all who, good. Who was your who is your favorite? Like, other than Daniel Craig, like, of the people, who who was your, your favorite? They're also um, hateable. <laughs> they're all unlikable. Um, yeah, they're all I, just awful, awful yeah. humans. <laughs> um, I, I did like the, um, the, you, I don't want to ruin anything, because there's, like, a major twist with the cast. Oh, so okay. Can't. Well, I think I know who you mean, though, then. Yeah, I like. I so, like. So you liked that in the twist. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the twist. Yes, the twist. You enjoyed the twist. I enjoyed the go. twist. Right. I thought it was yeah, quite let's, good. <laughs> okay, let's let's move on from Glass Onion before someone yells at us. Because it's a mystery movie, right? You got to be really yes, careful with the mystery. You, you do. You absolutely. Do. Um. Although I did, I felt like I knew who the murderer was pretty early on. That's another thing. I didn't think it was as clever as the first one. <laughs> that's true i i agree i agree i think the first one was very clever funny. and charming like he was yes <laughs> and uh um, so to answer the question yes i'm slowly starting to watch new stuff i was watching a lot of um movies that i've seen before because of my vision problems i didn't want to no. uh watch something that i hadn't seen before and you know miss something but my vision is much better and I have something fancy on my glasses that helps me see straight. So I've oh. been, um, yes. So I've been um, watching new stuff slowly. Right now I'm watching the third season of Dairy Girls. I've never heard of that show. What? Really? I've never heard of Dairy Girls. Is that like, it's on like Netflix. Farmers? They no like dairy as in dairy Ireland D E R R Y. Oh, it's a comedy. It's a comedy. It's uh, it's set in uh, dairy, like at the tail end of the troubles in the nineties, and it's about Catholic schoolgirls living in dairy. I love it. Yeah. It's hilarious. Okay. But because it's a like a, a, I have to be careful because I don't know if it's. UK or Northern Ireland or what, what, but essentially because it's a 
uh, an Irish show, there's only going to be three seasons. And the seasons mm. are really short. So, yeah. There you go. Yeah, there you go. And it's a Netflix show, so. It was originally, um, I think it's like a Channel 4 show, but oh, like in partnership. Like Netflix? Yeah, like in partnership with. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Uh, next fan question here comes from uh, Derek, who wants to know, this is another one for you, Taylor, um, uh, of the guest hosts that have come on to be your co-host replacement, who's your favorite? I Derek can't. doesn't know you don't listen to the show. Well, number one, I don't see this show, but number two, two of the main hosts are both friends of mine, very good friends gotta, of mine. You got to choose so between them. I can't. I can't. That's so, that's like Schindler's list of, of guest hosts. Maybe I'll be, um, Schindler's list. Or, uh, sorry, Sophie's Choice. You mean Sophie's <laughs> Choice? I'm, I'm, mixing up like, my, what? I'm mixing up my Holocaust movies. Uh, yeah, there's a list. Yeah, Sophie's Choice. Well, maybe I'm making a list of... Anyways, I won't make a, any more jokes about that. But um, um, to be completely impartial, I'll say Tyler is my favorite host. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> you're, you're back for one episode, and we're just off there. <laughs> you can't do anything. Um, yes, Tyler. Tyler is definitely He's the a, best one. A good, he's definitely a, a good co-host. Um, okay, last, last question. Here comes from Sarah, uh, and this is another one for you, Taylor. Uh, Sailor wa- Sarah wants to know, is there a specific movie that you're really hoping that baby George loves? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, it'd be nice if he really loved The Princess Bride. That's like a good movie, like a good family movie. Um, I'll be devastated if he doesn't like The Crow. I knew you were going to say <laughs> The Crow. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm worried. You know how... Um, I don't know. It's like I guess this is the this happens with every generation, but like young people like will look back on things their parents like and be like, "Oh my god, mom, that's so dated." You know what I mean? Like I'm afraid he's going to think all of the movies mm. I like like don't hold up. But like I right. watched all the movies my mom liked growing up and I never thought like, "Oh, that looks old or that looks yeah. dated." You know what I mean? Yeah, but like me too. Like I remember watching tons of films that like my parents really liked or introduced me to and and loved like all of them. But that is a trope that, "Oh, that's so old. Like why yeah. like they don't have cell phones. What's happening?" Well, <laughs> during his teenage rebellion years, he'll probably yes. uh resist all your films but but when he's younger he might he might grab onto a couple yeah we'll see but uh, i think the princess bride's a really good one obviously the crow um yeah i just hope he doesn't like fixate on one thing and make us watch it like every day five times a day because that happens with some toddlers too where they like um pick one. i think it happens with all toddlers but i I'm don't not, think i did <laughs> don't that growing up that. did you do that Are mike you- a hundred percent and all of my sister's kids have done that absolutely um, i'll have to yeah. ask my parents i felt ask like your parents because i bet you you did <laughs> there were movies we like watched frequently but it wasn't like oh let's watch it like three times in a row i hear that happening with kids where like they'll watch the same movie multiple times in a day do your nephews yeah. and nieces do that yeah when Frozen, i remember when frozen came out and they got frozen um, I remember, I think I was, 
was it Easter? It was something. I was over there for something, either Easter or or Thanksgiving or something. And I watched it six times. Like I watched Frozen six times in one in yeah, in like one sitting. Uh so I, I was sitting there and they were that. watching and like I'm pretty sure it was six times. I don't think we did that. And also I don't see my dad putting up with that. He's not the type of dad to be like, yep. Let's roll I think it my again. parents would would leave. <laughs> like I don't yeah, think that's true. In the room the it was time. the nineties. Like, yeah, like they would go and do something. Like I don't think they would be in the room. The and like plop, yeah. Time. Plop yeah, I think they down. would check in every once in a while to make sure I'm still breathing. But that would be that would be about it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. You never know. Kids are weird. Never know. And like uh, every time I get kid questions on this show, Mike, it just really goes to show how I don't know anything about children. So we really, truly will see what happens with George. Yeah. I mean, you're, you know, new mom, you're figuring out. I think a lot of our fans seem to want you to have all the answers already. Um, but that's, you know, that's, that's fair. I guess that's the way they think they want you to have the answers and, uh, Fake really it till just, you make it, I guess. Yep, really just going by the seat of my pants here. So Yeah, well, what else can you do? <laughs> that's, that's just about it. Um, thank you to everyone for your fan questions. Um, sorry, again, that things are a little bit out of order. I We're getting kind of back on track now, though. So almost weekly, I can get your questions in to one of the episodes. Um, and it's within a couple of weeks as opposed to a couple of months. Uh, so feel free to go back to streaminginkingston.com slash podcast. Fill out the form on the home screen as well, um, and you can send us your your fan questions. Let's talk about the Oscars. Um, we were talking offline, Taylor, that uh, this is a lot of fun because it's just us making lists of movies we haven't seen. Fun or, <laughs> or punishment. I looked, so um, I always want to say like what day we're recording. It means nothing to our listeners because we don't know when the episodes are going out. But yesterday I saw the list and I, Mike, I was. This is the first time where I literally, I don't think I've seen a single Best Picture nominee. Oh, really? You haven't. I don't think I've seen a single yeah, one. Well, you have a built-in excuse. But um, I wasn't. When I've only seen two or three, you know. I wasn't like sick the whole year. No, but most of these have only. <laughs> like to be fair, to be fair to you, most of these came out in the past, like three months like yeah. it's not so just to be fair to you it it has you know it's not as if these all these some of them yes have been out longer but but not all of them so i i think that that it is kind of fair that you have a built-in excuse i don't i have no excuse i've tried oh. to catch up on some movies i'm gonna keep going but no excuse. like i have seen elvis okay well that's the best picture list so yeah. let's run it down for everyone. I have it in front of me. Top Gun okay. Maverick. You've seen that one. Yeah. You reviewed it. I have. Women yeah. Talking. Hasn't re- had a wide, wide release yet. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Which, if you remember, you saw this movie and had no idea. You're like, oh, I went to go see this random movie this weekend. Do you remember <laughs> yes, that? Yes. You're like, oh, this movie is so random. <laughs> yeah, it's I the do. biggest movie of the year. Mike's review. Yeah. I went to see this yes. random movie. I hadn't it was, heard it was. About. I thought it was just so random. I'd never heard anything about it. I'm like, oh, what a cult classic. Like, what a delightful <laughs> movie. And then it becomes the biggest movie Literally. of the year. <laughs> Literally. I don't really know how to pronounce this one. The Banshees of... Inishirin. Inish- okay. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, review that. pending. Okay. Uh, there's a review pending on that one. Who's that will be coming that up. one? Uh, Tyler and myself have both seen and recorded an episode cool. for that. Um, but it is not going to be out for a little bit because we've got this episode and we've got the, uh, the movie club. So it'll be out, you know, in a few weeks. Triangle of Sadness. I've heard of this one. But I, okay, I've never heard of it, so I'm glad you at least have heard of it because I've never heard like of this one. A, it's a comedy, I'm pretty sure, about oh. yeah, like these rich people get stranded on a boat, like their boat crashes. <laughs> yeah, a cruise. They get super, stranded. <laughs> a cruise for the super rich sinks, leaving survivors, including a fashion model celebrity couple, trapped on an island. And oh, okay. They don't. They don't get trapped thing. on a boat. They get trapped yeah. on. An island. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say, like, how do you get trapped on a boat? Just like Steve Harrelson is the is the captain of the boat. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's hilarious. Woody Harrelson's in it. Okay, yeah. that's so that's that cool. movie to me was kind of like a weird. I saw a little bit of it, like a online. I saw a little bit of buzz, but weird that it's made the top. The the mm-hmm. Fablemans, which of course everyone course. that was Nicole's. Talked a lot about it um, at the tip. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen it yet, but that's no surprise. Do you think it will win? I think it's got a really good chance because of kind of one the Hollywood connection with it being Spielberg, and it is frankly being talked about a lot. Like it's not one of those movies that's just like there because of Hollywood. Like people really are talking about this movie all over the place. Even like Nicole reluctantly, <laughs> they're still talking about it. So I think it has a really good chance of winning. All Quiet on the Western Front. My one of my favorite books, greatest anti-war novel ever written. Um, this is the third, if I'm not wrong, All Quiet on the Western Front. Weird, like why? Why? And it's being well, nominated for Best Picture. This is the third version. <laughs> well, you know, every generation needs, needs three things. Okay, a star is born. All Quiet on the Western Front. Okay. Those are, that's, that's the first two. And a biopic about whatever celebrity superstar musician that yeah. for some reason wins with starring Ronnie Malik. Like it's just, that's what every generation wants. Complete segue um, or sidebar. Did you see that Ronnie Malik's attached to do a Buster Keaton miniseries? I did not see that, no. I'm pretty devastated. I'm a big Buster Keaton fan. And I'm like, really? And you think that's bad? I feel so burned still (laughs) from Bohemian Rhapsody. Is Rami Malek bad, though? Like, is he a bad actor? Or was it just he wasn't given really anything to work with? To be fair, I haven't seen him in a lot of stuff. So I could be completely wrong. But I'm I'm not following his career closely. That's been um, the headlines this week is that he's going to star in a Buster Keaton movie. So I'm actually looking, I as much as I'm slagging the third version of All Quiet on the Western Front, I do want to watch it. It's on Netflix. Hmm. So if, um, yeah, I'll check that one out. I just feel like it's I can kind of see it though. Like I could kind of see it. <laughs> That's the thing. I could kind of see why they would pick him. Uh Oh. Are we going back Rami Malik for Buster Keaton? Yeah, Rami Malik. Sorry, yes, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I know we're up. jumping around a You're bit. You're still hung I, up on I mean like they I was showed, just thinking about it and <laughs> the article showed like them side by side. 
like images mm. and i'm like mm, yeah i guess yeah guess. but you can see what they're going for like you can kind of see it yeah but like is he known for his physicality rami malik um, i guess you can teach no. someone that actually he's known for his lack of physicality um <laughs> every role, like i've seen him in like the every movie i've seen him in his physicality hasn't been really a big part of it like i know he moved kind of in bohemian rhapsody but even like the bond villain he played was very like subdued in movement oh yeah very very stiff and that's the thing like he was actually pretty good as that bond villain but i just think it worked like it worked with him and apparently his tv show that he did that he became famous mr robot yeah was apparently very very good but again he was playing like a computer hacker kind of who person. like maybe so I, had a split personality i never watched that show yes, but yeah i mean me neither so maybe his split personality was a uh, a dancer maybe fingers crossed <laughs> yeah um the next best picture nominee is avatar the way of water i i think people on the show know this i like made it my personal vow never to see the first avatar movie and then i ta'd and then i ta'd a film course where they showed avatar avatar so i had to course yeah i had to watch it because i was being paid um to ta that course um i have no interest in seeing this avatar movie no interest um I also, so I saw the first Avatar movie, was not fussed over it, and now um, I just have not seen this one because I, I have no interest. Like, why would yeah. I, I have zero interest in seeing this? Um, I don't know what, I don't understand the hype behind it. I really don't. Um, so the fact that it, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that it's nominated for Best Picture because let's just face it, this is the way it goes. And they, apparently they had to nominate um, 10 films this year why like that was a i don't know they just changed the rules like instead of nominating from five to ten they made it you must nominate ten maybe Um, to like level the playing field i guess so but to me this is one of those like avatar way of water they're just throwing that in there yeah they're like oh we need we need to round it out (laughs) yeah yeah so they all um elvis I think it was a lot of fun. I think it was a great movie. Is it like best picture worthy? Probably not. I think um, Austin Butler deserves to be nominated for best actor, but like the whole movie. uh. And then I've heard a lot about this movie. Nicole might have reviewed it. Tar. Am I saying that right? Tar. Yep. Tar. There's an accent on the A. So I didn't know if it was like. Tar. Yes, it is. It is tar. Yeah, Nicole okay. reviewed it and watched ten minutes of it. Really? Yeah. Wait, she watched ten, or you did? She watched. She watched the whole thing and reviewed oh, it. I watched okay. it uh, somewhere between ten and twenty minutes of of the film. Yeah. And clearly, you did not like it. It's not that I didn't like it. I just I'm not in the mood <laughs> for it, that. It film. seems <laughs> from what I've seen and read about it, it's like a bit much. <laughs> yes, and let's just say when I said that, Nicole completely understood. <laughs> so yeah. it was, you know. What did she give it? She, oh, she. I think she liked it. Oh, don't quote me. I, I, I would have to go back and find it. I think she did like it. I thought, I thought. I think she thought it was good. I don't know if it was a see it though. It might have been because there. I think there was some criticism. Um, it just. But seems I believe Nicole. A little liked pretentious it. to me, but. I don't know. That's literally from like seeing stills and like reading two reviews. So what do I know? 
Yeah. No, I I think that uh, it could come off as that. I think I think there's there's an audience for for that type of movie for sure. And I do believe from from what Nicole was describing, I do believe as the movie went on, I probably would have enjoyed it. Um, but I just I have to be in a certain type of mood for that type of movie. I really do, and I just haven't been in that mood. Hey, it's like the fourth, fifth, sixth year of the pandemic. If a movie's not grabbing me in the first ten minutes, come on, mm-hmm. you know. Have I we ever you. not been in a pandemic? I don't know. That's what, like, I, I think we've always been in a pandemic. <laughs> it's a fever dream. I, don't, uh, <laughs> I mean, definitely now we've done more of screening in Kingston in the pandemic than out. Oh, one hundred percent. We've hit that level now. Um, so that's the best pictures. We, I don't know if you want to talk about acting and the directing award. Um, yeah, very briefly, like, let's just briefly run down, um, the few, I mean, you've already, we'll skip the ones that you've already kind of mentioned, like, so actor in a leading role, like Austin Butler, you're obviously a fan of, and you believe that's good. I think between him and Brendan Fraser are the two front runners from what I've heard. Um, and I know that like Colin Farrell is nominated. Paul Mesca is nominated and Bill Knighty. And the Bill Knighty one for Living was kind of the surprise. Um, I didn't hear much about that film, but apparently his performance is very good in it. Um, I so haven't heard kind of nowhere for me. I haven't heard of either of those movies, Living or After Sun. Um, yeah, I haven't. Uh, I definitely haven't heard of After Sun until um, also uh, Tyler gave it a review just this past week. I didn't hear anything about the movie until he brought it up. God bless um, Tyler. So. Yeah, and I gotta tell you, it's a Tyler movie. That's what it's, <laughs> it sounds like—a Tyler Vance movie through and through. Um, yeah, so Living, I don't know anything about. I'll have to check it out. He's a good actor, though, but he's normally mm-hmm. like a comedic actor. Is he? Yeah, not? I mean, I—he mainly—he's mainly in funny things, like. But I think he's trying to show his range. Um, well, but hey, look at Brendan Fraser. I mean, nominated for an Oscar. Who'd have thought that? I know it's the it's the Brendan Fraser Renaissance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, actor in a supporting role: Brendan Gleeson for the Banshees of Inisherin, uh, Brian T. Uh, Tyree Henry for Causeway, uh, Judd Hirsch for the Fablemans, uh, Barry Keong Kioga. I can't say his last name. Uh, Banshees of Inisherin, uh, and my pick. Kihei Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. This category is a race to see who finishes second to Kihei Kwan because he better win. Like there's there's no one who deserves this award more than him. His performance in Everything Everywhere All at Once is phenomenal, especially considering he hasn't acted since he was the kid in Indiana Jones. How And uh, Goonies. How... And um, Goonies, right, Goonies. What's the story behind that? Like, was he just not acting and then someone asked him to be in this movie? Like, what... Yeah, so he he wasn't acting, um, and from his uh, from his Golden Globe speech, uh, he wanted to get in back into acting from a, a few years ago, and no one would really give him a chance until this directing team gave him a chance, oh. um, and he knocked it out of the park. Um, Good for him. You know, he everyone in this movie has to play multiple like versions of themselves mm-hmm. throughout the multiverse, and he has the first moment where in the middle of a scene, he has to switch from this kind of nerdy, kind of geeky, scrawny little dude to like a martial arts master. And it's pretty incredible. Like the physicality of the acting is really solid, like top notch. Rami Rami Malek, take note. 
Take some, <laughs> yeah, yeah, take some, take some, some acting notes. Take some physicality <laughs> acting notes. Uh, oh, that's great. Um, we really take our shots at Rami Malek on this show. <laughs> yeah, he's one of the. He's just one of those guys. He, it's easy. He's yeah, low hanging so. fruit for us. For he's never done anything like that's true. He seems like a very nice, unassuming, yeah, young man. But we, for whatever reason, we just <laughs> take shots at him. <laughs> um, okay, actress in a leading role, Kate Blanchett for Tar, Anna de Arms for Blonde. Controversial uh, because people oh, hate wait. this movie. <laughs> so, okay. Um, do you know why people hate this movie? Because I haven't, like, I've just heard that people like really don't like the way they approached um, the Marilyn Monroe subject matter. Like, is that the main problem? I haven't yeah. seen it, so I, I don't really know. I haven't seen it either. Um, Nicole reviewed it, I'm pretty sure. Or maybe she just talked to me on the phone about it. <laughs> but Nicole has seen it. Um, and apparently it's like the director said he wanted to like pay tribute to Marilyn Monroe, like show mm-hmm. her story like it's never been shown before. And critics of the movie are like, actually, like, it's very, like, they've really exploited her. Like, he was like, I'm not going to exploit Marilyn Monroe. And everyone's like, actually, like, it was pretty bad. Like, it's, like, pretty graphic with, like, the abuse scenes, I guess, is, like, the major critique. Um, Like, very hard to watch. But to be fair, I haven't heard anything about her acting. Like, I don't know, because, like, I haven't yeah. seen it either. I just think it's controversial because, like... Interesting. It hasn't, as far as I know, it wasn't getting good reviews. Yeah, I will, Um, I will one, see this movie, and, two, look Apparently more into Mike this. Apparently, it's really I, long. It's, like, three hours. Is it? See, I thought... Maybe I'm confusing this movie with another one, but I thought my parents said they saw this and they liked it. But maybe I'm confusing it with something else. Oh, maybe they um, did. Maybe they did, like, the three-hour Marilyn Monroe movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something that they'd sit through. Um, I but yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to know. But I am going to watch it. Like it's on my list. Um, I I just want to very quickly. Um, because listen, actress in leading role is going to Michelle Yeoh. I think so. We can just move on. Um, but I just want to really get to a couple things. One, actress in a supporting role, Angela Bassett being nominated for Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. That's a massive milestone. That is the first Marvel nominee outside of technical awards. Um, and she's up. I I, ne- I didn't think this was going to happen. Like, I know she got a lot of awards nominations elsewhere, but I just thought the Academy wasn't ready to embrace Marvel. Um, but Angela Bassett... But they are ready... For like, Oscar. they are ready to embrace Avatar. Well, that's James Cameron. <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> like, James Cameron or Batman movies, like Christopher Nolan, um, and even the Batman is nominated for, like, in this year for some of the some of the like production awards they they had no they have no problem with batman they have no problem with james cameron and anything he does but they have a problem with marvel like they just for whatever reason they just have a problem with like oh that's superhero movies batman batman's different batman's dark and disturbed (laughs) and when christopher nolan does it we can nominate you know batman for things um, but anyway, I just thought that was great that Angela Bassett um, is up for, for an award. And I think she has a chance to win, especially because both Stephanie Hsu and Jamie Lee Curtis are nominated for Everything Everywhere All at Once in this award. And as we've seen before, when two people from the same movie get nominated in the same category, it generally splits the vote. 
Yeah. So you end up with someone else winning. So I know Kerry Condon's getting a lot of, um, uh, getting a lot of, uh, buzz as well. Um, I haven't seen the whale, so I don't know how, uh, Hong Chow, I don't know the performance, but again, I'll, I will get there eventually. Um, so that's, that's a, that. that. And then that movie looks bleak. I don't think I'm going to watch it. It looks really, <laughs> you're just going to skip that one. <laughs> I think so. Okay. Right. Like, uh, yeah. again, the millionth year of COVID, uh, I have a new baby. I don't need to watch a depressing movie about fatherhood. Okay, know, well, Mike. that's... Uh, You'll have to watch it. Enough. You'll have to let me know. I will. Yes, I will watch <laughs> The Whale. Um, I want to... Hey, I, I want to win. I want to actually win our Oscars pool. Fair um, enough. I used to win it all the time when I didn't do it as part of Screening at Kingston, and now I've never won you it. You got soft. So I want to win this year. Uh, I guess so. I don't know what happened. More people, I guess. Um, and then the last thing worth mentioning uh, before moving on is just I wanted to say that for the directing category... If the the Fablemans might not win Best Picture, but I do think Steven Spielberg has a good chance to win for directing because this is really kind of his his like big movie that's about his life that really looks back on how he got started about Hollywood. So I think that maybe he's he's going to have a chance at Best Director. I uh, I don't know what your list looks like, but this is confusing. I have Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. Both yeah. for everything, everywhere, all at once. They co-directed it, but they're they're nominated separately. Uh, no, they should be nominated. To, that's one nomination. Okay, so you might just, have it listed out, but it's the way one it's okay. The way it's yeah listed. I'm yeah. like, that's weird. Yeah, they're that's nominated as a team. The two <laughs> yeah, that would be strange. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, the Daniel team from from everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, they they're nominated together. Yeah, I don't recognize, aside from Steven Spielberg, I don't recognize any of these directors. Todd Field. Well, Martin McDonough uh, was the three billboards outside of Evan, Missouri. That right. was his kind of big movie. And then okay. he did Banshees of Inisherin. Um, and then Todd Fields has done a couple things, actually. Um, I think you would recognize... Oh, his face looks uh, familiar. Some of his, yeah, I think, I think he was someone you would recognize some of his work for um because everyone, i think he did something a long time ago everyone knows that i don't have much stock in the director category even after all <laughs> these years i'm not sure no. i'm not i'm not sure uh what directors actually do um but yeah the the oscar nominations being out now means that our oscars pool is going to open in a couple of weeks i usually open it up a few weeks before the Academy Awards, which is March 12th. So kind of mid-February, we'll open that up um, and everybody can go on the website. We'll announce it on the show when it happens, but definitely sign up, get in your Oscars picks. Um, and as usual, we always offer the winner the same thing. You get to come on and uh, do an episode of your choice. Cool. You get to make it whatever you want it to be. And if I win, Taylor's watching Star Trek. I've already um, watched Star Trek once. It's not really a punishment if you keep doing it. Well, it depends on what Star There's a lot of Star Trek, so <laughs> there's a lot we could do. Fair enough. Um, let's but let's move on from the Oscars. Let's review some movies. Taylor, talk to us about the menu. All right. So once this uh, the Oscars came out, I realized the menu is not as big of a movie as I thought it was. The, I guess the social media algorithm made me think the menu was this like huge movie for 2022. And then it I think it got snubbed for things though. Like it wasn't nominated for more. anything. 
Yeah. I don't yeah. even think it was nominated for production awards. So uh, yeah, I don't think it was. Might be right. Weird. I thought, Weird I thought it got one nomination in there, but yeah, I, is, I heard a lot of buzz about it too. I think people like were expecting it to be nominated. Like a writing, Maybe. yeah. Um, like best original screenplay. I'm pretty sure it's not an adaptation. Mm, let me. I'm just kind of looking it up to see if there was anything. No, it doesn't seem to have any nominations for the Oscars. No. So that was that kind of threw me through a loop mm. that it I thought it was this huge movie and I guess not or maybe it's a snub <laughs> I don't know but um so I watched the menu and it's starring um Anya Taylor Joy one of my favorites my is it Anya or yeah. Anna How would Anya. you say it? Anya Okay that's what I thought Anya Taylor Joy Yeah Anya Nich- Taylor Joy yeah Nicholas Holt and um Ralph Fiennes and then there's like some other you know some other actors um, other people other people <laughs> but like those would i would say are like the three um you know like big big uh roles and um it is touted as a black comedy horror film so mm. already this is not everyone's cup of tea you know what i mean mm. not everyone likes yeah. black comedy and not everyone likes horror and this is a um dark comedy black comedy horror film so um I thought it was a lot of fun. Like, I I enjoyed it. It definitely lampoons sort of foodie culture. Um, so if people are interested in, like, if they're they're foodies, they'll they'll find this movie interesting. Um, it definitely pokes fun at that, and it also is you know a critique of sort of class, you know, um, uh, extreme wealth versus like the service industry, whatever. Some of that, some of those critiques are a little bit um, not sloppy, but like obvious. You know what I mean? Like this movie isn't like groundbreaking in its critique of um, class structure, but um, mm. it's still, you know, it's still interesting enough. I did find, and sometimes this is the problem with horror movies where um, things happen in a horror movie and you're kind of like, why? Like, <laughs> Like, like I need more, I need more background. Like, so, um, it's not too much of a spoiler. Ralph Fiennes is the, is a sort of, I guess you could say like celebrity chef, like a really big Mm. chef and, um, his staff like follow him, uh, like to the T, like they are willing to die for him. And it's like, why? They don't explain why I'm like, is it a cult? You know what I mean? Like they don't do that sort of um, background, I guess you could say. And sometimes that happens in horror movies. I mean, it happens in every movie. Like it can happen in any genre where like the writing is just like a little bit patchy. Um, But I think it happens more often in horror films because it's kind of just like that element of disbelief. Like, oh, just go along with it. Right. But at the same time, you're kind of scratching your head like, Okay, but like, why are we going <laughs> along well, with it? Yeah, you, you kind of want a little bit more info. Right? <laughs> give, like, me, give me something more. <laughs> they're like, oh, like the staff live on the island with the chef. Well, why? He's just a chef. Like, who cares? Like, it doesn't make sense. They don't explain that at all. No, they're just like that would bother me. It's like it's me. like oh, he's such a force of personality, but like, so what? and like that, that's definitely not enough for you is what yeah I it's not enough for me and it's like, like <laughs> a restaurant cult 
weird. Mm. Like, <laughs> kind of. But anyways, aside from kind of that patchiness, I thought it was a... Um, I thought it was a fun movie to watch. Um, it definitely has some sort of like twists. You know what I mean? Um, it wasn't mm. the best movie of 2022, but I think it's certainly worth a watch. And Anya Taylor-Joy, like I'll watch her in anything. I think she's one of um, the best actresses working right now. And Yeah, well, she's really popping up everywhere. Like yeah. she's just all over the place. Yeah. I think she's very good. And Ralph Fiennes is great too. Like he... Um, I think he does a really great job. I almost wish there were like more scenes with him. Um, but overall for me, this is a stream it. It might be a little bit tricky um, because it's only available on Disney plus, which I know like probably everyone but me has Disney plus, but I had to rent it on Amazon because I don't have Disney plus, but you are able to watch it. Um, but just know it's not like on Netflix or Amazon. It is a Disney Plus property. So mm, um, there you go. There you have I'll it. Stream it. Okay. I'm a little surprised because it, it looked so like a movie that you would enjoy, like a, a bit of a horror aspect. So I thought, I honestly thought this was going, going to be a see it for you. I um, thought it was going to be so a see it too. I think the script was just a little patchy. I think there's just a, a couple mm. things where I'm like, no, I don't buy it. You have to, that's the thing right. with, yeah. with horror is yes, there's suspension of disbelief. Yes. Things are going to happen that in real life don't happen, but you have to explain why those things are happening within this universe. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? No, so I, um, yeah. Totally. think that's fine. Like I, I think you're making a really good point. I think you do have to explain it. That would really annoy me as well. So there you go. It's a stream it. Stream it. There you go. Um, Okay. So my movie, Weird, the weird (laughs) Al Yankovic story. Um, Talk about a movie that that makes no sense, but on purpose uh, is this film. It, It is an absolute like disaster, but in the best way possible. Like they don't. I find people don't make movies like this anymore for comedies, at least where it's just a complete and total joke from start to finish. Like it reminds me of Anchorman. It's just fun. Where nothing, nothing. Yeah. It's just fun. And nothing in it is remotely serious for one second. Like they try to have a loose plot in there, but it doesn't really matter. It's just hilarious. And it's making fun of music biopics, which I really appreciate it. Yeah, that's right up your alley. Because they all have tropes. Well, they all have tropes and they're all in here, including like they've got, so Weird Al is played by Daniel Radcliffe. Great casting. um, Great casting. Fantastic casting. Uh, Absolutely knocks it out of the park. Like he's, he's perfect. He's hilarious. Um, He, there's like a love story between him and Madonna. (laughs) And that's like his love interest. And Madonna is played by I can't remember her name for she's from Westworld. Um, oh, yes. Evan Rachel Woods. Yes. Yes. So she plays Madonna and it's just the every scene they have together. Most ridiculous thing like you've ever seen. Uh, just overacted, but done in such a way that we're clear, like they're clearly making fun of Madonna, who's like a music icon and like Weird Al, who's obviously heavily involved in creating this movie, is making fun of himself through like having, you know, Daniel Radcliffe be him. Um, It's so, it's so funny. It had me laughing for 90 minutes straight and then it just kind of ended. But everything about it just worked for me. 
It was making fun of the things that I hate about uh, music biopics. It was making fun of everything about the industry of music. Um, they even, it's in the trailers, but the, the, one of the funniest scene is Weird Al plays a record label producer who refuses to, to, to take weird, like Al's music. Produce like him. He's, 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 yeah, he won't produce him, says it's ridiculous, whatever. And then like they do the scene where he finally has the hit and he plays it for him. Um, and just everything from there becomes so outrageous, like down to, he, you know, the scene where you hear it on the radio for the first time. Um, there's a scene in the movie where him and his, so he's, he lives or ha, has like three friends that he lives with at one point in time. They're like roommates, but they're all like the most jock bro people you could ever think of. Um, and it's just like him weird out with all these like guys with their shirts off, like, you know, talking about surfing. And there's this scene where they get all excited for him and they just for no reason trash the entire apartment in their excitement. <laughs> and I don't think I've ever laughed more when one of the guys like grabs Daniel Radcliffe and like smacks him in the face. And then Daniel Radcliffe smacks him back in the face and they just like smack each other in the face while someone else is like completely destroying the kitchen in the background. And there's like no purpose for this to be happening. But like, it is you're right. We really it made me laugh. Like it was ridiculous. They really don't make movies like that anymore. Like no, like Anchorman's the closest thing I can think of, or like Zoolander, or Zoolander for um, sure. Where it's it's completely it's not it's just a joke. It's not even remotely trying to make any sort of sense. Dodgeball movies like Dodgeball, yeah, where it's just a ridiculous premise, which is Weird Al's life. Like he he's a guy who just makes parodies of already existing music and becomes so popular. Um, and it's just basically about his rise to fame and his like fall into like drunken madness, which never, I guess, happened. But that's, you know, it's a biopic. So that's what you have to do. Um, it's it's so funny. It's so delightful. It is just a feel good whatever movie. And then it's over and, you know, whatever. It's not groundbreaking, but I laughed for 90 minutes. And that's what else can you want out of a comedy like that? I um, I've said this before on the show. I have the sense of humor of like a fifteen-year-old boy, so <laughs> I think I would enjoy this movie a lot. Yes, because um, yes. it sounds like all the movies we grew up with in like the two thousands. Mm. Um, and like, yes, I know. Like, you could make the argument that maybe those comedies haven't aged well, but that basic. You know what, Mike? Oh, the newest thing that I can think of that like fits this genre would be the Eurovision movie with Will yes. Ferrell and definitely. Um, oh, the Canadian actress, Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. Like, yes. That's right. like the yeah. closest. Um, like, and even, version. even then, even then that is like paying pretty strong tribute to yes. a real thing. Yeah. Whereas even though this is about a real person, the movie is written in such a way where it's like, this is not even remotely real. It could have been anyone. Even though we're presenting as a biopic. It could have been anyone. And it's just ridiculous from start to finish. And you're right. Like, I would say Eurovision's the closest movie we've had to this. And I would say one thing about this movie. Like, if you want to look at comedy and things not aging well, and we can have a debate forever about what's appropriate in comedy and when and, and to judge things and not. This is one where there's nothing in this movie at all 
that I think from any generation that's come so far would look at and be like, well, that's not going to age well. Like, oh, like, cringe. You, can't, you, you can never know for sure, but he's making fun of him the entire time. And the, on, the only, you know, things that kind of involve another person is the, the him and Madonna stuff, but they're both so ridiculous that it's so clearly a parody that you can't take anything remotely seriously. Like, you just can't. Do you think, you, do you know, think he had to get permission from Madonna to, like, have her in the movie? Oh, 100%. And I don't think she'd say no. Because I think they know each other. Like, I, I do believe that that was a real, like, friendship or connection. Like, they, they knew each other somehow. I, I remember hearing about that. Like, I'm sure they knew each other um, or know each other um, in, in some capacity. So I'm sure permission had to be given. But I don't think, um, I don't think it would have been a problem. Uh, it's not like they they do anything to really look down on her. She just she's got her one of her hit songs that he's parodying, and she wants to like collaborate on it um, because it's um, it's like a virgin. But what was his parody of it? Like, um, like a surgeon. <laughs> so she wants she wanted to be involved, and it's just really funny. Like the the collaboration scenes between them are really funny. So um, anyway, weird is a see it. Uh, it is hard to find. I had to rent it, but it is like, it's going to come out in other ways like that. You know, it will be, it will be available for like wide stream renting on different things. Eventually, if you can get a copy or if you, if you can see this movie, if I think it's worth it for, for everything I just said, like it's, it's so much fun that it just makes you laugh and smile for 90 minutes. And then, yeah, it's over and it may not be groundbreaking, but it's the thing that I do think if you want to take film seriously and talk about genres and stuff, this movie defines and shows you every single trope that exists in, in music biopics. So I think it's kind of perfect to study in a way in that sense. So and there you go. Mike, not, see it. not everything has to be amazing. This is my, no. you know, I'm, I'm all for in support of not Oscar movies, I guess is what I'm trying to say. You know, like those silly, those silly comedies. I think there is a time and a place for a silly comedy. And probably nine times out of 10, I'd rather rewatch Zoolander or Anchorman than watch something like Tar. I'm going to say it. I, you've, I'll say it. I stand behind that. I'd rather watch a silly comedy than a serious drama. Yeah, I mean, it, I think I think it's all about moods too. Like you get in different moods and different things you want, and part of balance of film is having both. Like I don't think I don't think I can enjoy a movie like Tar without being able to then also have a movie like Weird, and vice versa. Like I think Weird is refreshing because there there isn't too many of those things, and then eventually when I want something a little more serious, I have those options. So I just think. I think it's all about balance and I think weird is a good movie to add to anyone's repertoire. Like I think it was a gem of this past year that was kind of just, you know, forgotten about because of genre. It's never going to get nominated for any awards and it's, that's not that type of movie, but Hey, it's a lot of fun and it, it can be memorable. It knows what it so, is. And it sounds like it it's does. a palate cleanser. <laughs> oh, without a doubt. And it's, it, listen, it's, if you know weird Al's music and you like it, you're going to love this movie because it's the, it's just a parody of a movie. Just like he parodies songs, he's taking things you've seen before in A Star is Born, in, in all these movies that we've talked about in Bohemian Rhapsody and anything, and he just throws it into this movie, um, and it's him. And he's played by Daniel Radcliffe, who completely knocks it out of the park. Great. Great casting. So, 
Yeah. Very good casting. Um, but there you go. Those are those are our reviews. We've got Weird, which is a see it, the menu, which is a stream it. Um, and just a reminder to everyone that next week, I think I've made my decision while we were talking, Taylor. Next week, you will hear our movie club wrap-up uh episode. I know we had our deadline uh surpassed, but we wanted to get the Oscars episode out. So here it is. The Oscars episode this week. We've got our movie club coming next week. And then we've got a couple different episodes on the go as we catch up on some of these Oscar movies. Like we've got, we've got a big list to go through. Um, and uh, I definitely have my list and I'm sure Taylor, there's a few that you'll want to skip and a few that you'll want to check out. So we're going to do that over the next coming weeks and get ready for the Oscars. Mike, this was a true hot take episode considering that between the two of us, I think we've seen like three of the movies. So Yeah, we've been making a lot of assumptions <laughs> about films. Uh, but hey, we're going to, that's that's what we always do that. Though. We always have a list. That's what the next couple of really month and a half is all about catching up. Cool. Go see some movies. Thank you for listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast recorded at CFRC at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Queen's University sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishabi peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences and the CFRC Podcast Network.